Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Well, it's November, and so today's topic of gratitude shouldn't really come as a surprise. In fact, you might be rolling your eyes a little bit that you know, we've kind of hit the nail on the head. But, you know, we like to go deeper on things, and today is absolutely no exception. Gratitude is something that basically everyone has some understanding of. I mean, even little kids are being taught to say thank you after they receive something. But gratitude has the potential to radically change a situation. It can soften hearts. It can brighten days. It can make even the most mundane task feel like it's changed the world. But unfortunately, gratitude has lost its luster in the workplace. Being grateful and expressing thanks might be perceived as weakness rather than kindness. Achievements and cutthroat advancements get more applause than someone taking the time to recognize and thank the team members who helped get the achievement. So how do we help get gratitude back in the spotlight? Is it really a practice that could negatively impact your workplace reputation? What does workplace gratitude even look like? Today, I'm joined by Cynthia Wubani. She has an incredible story of how she's gotten to where she is today, and she is truly one of the sweetest people I have ever met, and I am excited to hear about gratitude from her and the role that it's played in her life. So, Cynthia, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Jordan. Um, It's a pleasure to be on the podcast with you today. You know, I am such a huge fan of the forward ministry and its mission of helping women in the workplace achieve their God-given potential and doing so without sacrificing their relationships and their spiritual lives. So I am I am just incredibly grateful to be part of the forward mission and to be here with you to share a bit of my experience with your listeners today. So thank you. Of course, not a problem. To start off today, I would love to have you share your life story because it is incredible. You are originally from Nigeria and now you're a corporate banking executive. So there has to be an amazing story in between those two facts. I don't know if it's amazing, but there's a story for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, if I were to answer your question about how did I get to where I am today, I don't think that I can succinctly point to one singular factor that has led me to this point in my life and in my career. Um, But as you pointed out, my life journey started in Nigeria, where I was born to a single mother in a country that didn't really have a lot of support, particularly at that time for women. So the start of my life journey was really challenging especially when my mother and my brother got kicked out of our home because we couldn't pay our rents, which led to my brother and me temporarily dropping out of school since we didn't have a stable home. But even in those darkest moments of our early lives and experiencing homelessness at that very early age, we somehow found ways to remain hopeful and optimistic about the future. And I do believe that optimism was as a result of the peace that we found in our Christian faith because we spent a lot of time in church, partly because my mother was desperately looking for some sort of miracle from our poverty, but 
partly because we needed a place to stay. And at many times the church was our temporary home because in many occasions we had to sleep on the cold floors of some of the different churches that we attended. So not only did we find peace through our faith, we literally found a temporary home through our faith. Those types of life experiences, Jordan, especially if you have those at an early age, they tend to leave a very lasting impression on you. And for me, um, those early life experiences shaped my faith and my sense of community. And those two things have carried to um, my journey and has led me to where I am today. But in the middle part of my life journey, which is when I kind of found the courage to go look for my dad, um, was very different from the early part of my life journey. Um, after a few years navigating life's challenges with my mother and my older brother, I decided to go look for my dad so that I can continue my education. And at the age of 14, I reconnected with my dad, with my stepmom, and then met my other seven siblings for the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> now my dad is highly educated. I know. So I went from being the last of two, because it was myself and my older brother, to being the second of nine children, <laughs> which wow. is very amazing. <laughs> I know. Um, so my dad is highly educated, a very successful businessman and philanthropist. So he was relentless in teaching his kids the power of having a good education and of cultivating a strong sense of community. So it was at this part of my life journey that I learned about the financial freedom that can result from hard work and from mm -hmm. having a good education as well as the lasting peace that comes from serving your community because my dad was very, very active in his community. So if I were to go back to your earlier question, what got me here? I would say it's a combination of many factors. Number one, my faith. That is my foundation. That is what held me together during those early years while I was navigating life's challenges with my single mother and my older brother but also my relentless focus on hard work. <laughs> you, this, you, can't, you, you can't circumvent hard work. You really have to work hard. Uh, so one of the contributing factors to my, to my success is my relentless focus on hard work, my passion for education, and my intentionality around always cultivating my community. Um, there's an African proverb that you may have had heard me say, because I say it all the time when I get a chance to do so. Um, it says, if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if mm. you want to go far, you go together. Um, so building a sense of community is one of the contributing factors for my success. So in addition to my community, I wouldn't be where I am today without the support of my husband, my daughters, my parents, my siblings, my extended family. Um, so I, I couldn't answer your question with one sentence. My, my life experiences, <laughs> my community, the community that I intentionally built around me have all led me to, to where I am today. And for that, I'm really grateful. As a professional, do you think that gratitude is something that should be maybe more active in teen culture today in workplaces? 
Absolutely. Um, as professionals, we are hardwired to always look for problems to solve, which mm. is great, right? But because that's what we're meant to do, that's what we're hired to do. Right. But but sometimes, if we're not careful, we may try to fix what's not broken. So we always have to remind my, ourselves. I always l- like to remind myself that sometimes there might be nothing to fix, but something to enhance. We should always be asking ourselves, how do we enhance our team spirit? How do we enhance our workplace culture? How do we enhance our service offerings? But those types of questions usually come from a sense of gratitude for what we already have and not from what we don't have. Mm. So when we take the time to acknowledge what we have and appreciate it, we can then find ways to enhance them rather than always looking for something to fix. Mm. And I mean, in a very egotistical world, because that's what we all live in now, <laughs> do you find it Do you find it difficult, I mean, to stay humble and, and find ways to be grateful each day for what you have and, I mean, and for what you've accomplished, because you have accomplished quite a bit? Uh, not to sound perfect, but because I'm not. But, but I'm wired differently, <laughs> and, and that's because of my, my life experiences. Um, mm. So like my daughter said, I was asking my daughter when I was thinking about this interview and how I want to explain gratitude and how that can be a superpower. So I asked my daughter, when you think about gratitude, what comes to mind? And she's 11, so she rolled her eyes like every 11-year-old does. <laughs> You ask them yeah. Sorry, mom. But then she said, I think about you, mom. When I think of gratitude, I think about you. Aww. You are always grateful about the little things that people are not usually grateful for. At least they don't usually express their gratitude for those little things as much as you do. So first I was happy that my daughter thinks of me when she hears the word gratitude. But her answer also made me think, why am I grateful for the little things that people would normally not express gratitude for? And that is because of my experiences. So for me, it's it's really easy to stay, to stay humble um, and to stay grateful because I've learned how to live with nothing. And I've also learned how to live with everything. Mm. Um, so gratitude is my superpower. It reminds me of how much have overcome and of how far God has brought me, but it also keeps me confident and energized to keep pursuing my goals. So do you think expressing gratitude, you know, you obviously view it as a strength, which you should, (laughs) but you know, we, we have heard from some within our audience that gratitude and expressing it in the workplace can actually potentially make someone seem like they're weak. Like, do you do you agree with that? I I don't. Because um, again, for me, it's my superpower, right? It keeps right, me right. Um, optimistic when people see despair. I see hope because I remember how much God has done for me. So I don't think expressing gratitude shows that you are weak. I think it shows that you are content in what you have, it shows that you are confident in who you are. 
even though you might still be striving to become better and to achieve more for yourself and for your family, I think expressing gratitude also gives other people the permission to look for reasons in their lives to express gratitude. It shows that you are grounded and that you are stable and that you are strong in your conviction. And we need leaders who are grounded and stable. So for me, gratitude is a superpower. It's it's a contagion and a force multiplier. When we express gratitude, we build confidence. And confidence is what allows us to be productive and to stay in the long game, which leads to lasting success in both life and in your career. So it's a superpower. It's not a weakness. Yeah. Now, as a Christian, do you think gratitude could be utilized as a way to actually reach coworkers for Christ? Absolutely. Um, I, I remember this Bible verse that says, the goodness of God brings men to repentance. Um, gratitude is embedded in goodness. That mm-hmm. verse didn't say the, the, the greatness of God brings men to repentance. It said the goodness of God brings men to repentance. Um, we can only be grateful for our lives if we believe that there is some good in our lives, right? Yeah. Um, also, when you when you can't see the good in other people, it's really hard to be grateful for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so gratitude is embedded in goodness and is God's goodness expressed through us that leads people to him. People won't follow you. People won't listen to what you believe unless they can see the fruits of your own conviction in your own life and also Mm -hmm. in the way you treat other people. Um, Another story in the Bible that comes to mind is the story of the talents that Jesus Christ talked about. Specifically, I think it's in Matthew chapter 25, um, verse 21, if I'm correct. The master said to the servant that multiplied his talents, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. He didn't say, well done, great and faithful servant. So your legacy is not built in your greatness. Your legacy is developed in your goodness. So if we want to use our gifts to their highest potential, we have to learn to see the good in our lives every day and in the lives of others. Um, So gratitude which is embedded in goodness, is an effective witness witnessing strategy. Um, because when we allow God to use us and to express his goodness through us, we bring people to him. So what are some simple ways that a professional can incorporate gratitude into their workplace routine and, and just overall behavior? Very easy. Just express gratitude often. <laughs> That's <laughs> Um, it's, it's so rare that it's that simple. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's simple, but it's not easy, right? right so, right. Quite often, let let's get in the like you said in the beginning of of this of this conversation. Let's get in the practice of telling people that we appreciate them, and let's do that often. Um, when you do that, it's not a sign that you were weak. And again, that this doesn't mean that you excuse bad behavior or that we don't correct others and ourselves. What it means that we do so in love. Um, so for me, express gratitude more often. If you see someone on your team that went above and beyond, tell them that you're grateful for them. 
Um, the more you express your gratitude towards your team, it breeds confidence in them. And that in itself leads to higher productivity. Um, so just a simple um, expression every day um, can, do, can do the trick. And before you know, it will become a, a practice that you're very used to. Hmm. Well, so as we wrap up, um, I would love to have you answer this. I ask all of our guests this question. If you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would it be? I would say invest in your personal and professional development, hmm. specifically in your self-care. <laughs> um, as busy working professionals, especially women, right? It's easy to get carried away by the constant demands of life and work that we forget to take care of ourselves and to take care of our personal development. And, and I'm speaking to myself as well. As a mother of three daughters, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a corporate banker, a community leader, there's a lot that I'm always juggling at any given time. But I've learned over the years that when I prioritize my self-care, I show up better for myself, for my family, and, and, and for, my, for my co-workers. Uh, I have a wonderful mentor. Her name is Evelyn. She always reminds me. She says, Cynthia, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to always be refilling your cup so that you can continue to pour into other people. So when I think about long-term success and well-being, practicing self-care should be prioritized as a personal and professional development exercise. If, if I'm always tired and emotionally drained, it, it's really hard to see the good in other parts of my life, which in turn will leave me dissatisfied and discourage and hamper my productivity. But when I take care of my physical and my mental and spiritual well-being, it allows me to easily cultivate that sense of gratitude that eventually breeds the confidence that will lead to my long-term career success. So I would say invest in yourself, invest in your self-care, invest in your professional development. Um, but another important thing I would say is Find and build a community of people with diverse life experiences. You, you cannot learn in everything you need for life and for career success from your life experiences alone. It would take you many, many years. Um, so you need, to, you need to intentionally find people who are different from you, who have different life experiences from you that you can share your life experience with, but in turn that are willing to share their life experiences with you as well. Because in the collection of those shared experiences, you learn to build a more open and holistic worldview that is not only accepting of your own life journey, right? But it's also mm -hmm. accepting of other people's life journeys. Um, again, remember my African proverb, if you want to go fast, <laughs> you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. So first, take care of yourself, take care of your mental well-being, and build a community of people with diverse life experiences that you can learn from. Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Cynthia. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. 
As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for Real Talk Grounded in Truth.